0: welcome into another edition of the i'm fat podcast i am recamp alongside fellow fat jay zawoski and jay i'm sitting in my condo i don't have air conditioning and it's the first weekend where it really feels like gold bond and multiple shower season
1: oh yeah it's uh it's 209 p.m on uh monday and i could have justified a shower three times today already it's ridiculous. It is so hot. It is so sticky. I'm not complaining because I'm actually glad the summer months are here, but I'm recording this in my basement where it is roughly 50 degrees. So I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying this down here. Yeah, like I'm here for like,
0: I can deal with the heat. It's the fact that it's sticky is the part like humidity yes. is absolutely the worst for fats. There are fat people that live in dry heat climates like in Arizona, you know, it is possible to live in those climates and not die. However, when you add the sticky element to it, that's when it gets really rough. And it's, yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment these last couple days to have it be what in the Chicagoland area, like in the mid eighties and like 80 plus percent humidity. So I know around March fatness time, I'm always appalled at how Gold bond doesn't go further in March fatness. Well, these are the times where fats and I think even some normies alike really appreciate the service that uh, <laughs> that Gold Bond <laughs> gives us.
1: <laughs> yes, no doubt. I'm wearing the compression shorts today to keep okay. everything somewhat tight and together. Um, too much floppage causes lots of problems too. So, I when when I'm done here, I'm gonna go outside. I got some gardening to do yet. And then I'm gonna get in that little pool we bought Addy for the first time. So the neighbors get to see me shirtless. Enjoy that. <laughs> We're very easy to get in touch with. Follow us on Twitter at i'mfatpod, Facebook.com/slash i'mfatpod, i'mfatpod at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast for us. Five stars. Leave a nice positive review for us. That really helps us jump up in the ratings and in the visibility factor. And I have to say. The feedback we've been getting since moving from the radio.com platform to where we are now has been kind of overwhelming. People are finding us. We're doing really, really well. Part of it is the consistency of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Rick and I have made a concerted effort to be more active on social media with the account, doing daily, you know, every weekday having some sort of interactive question. That's been helping. So we're out there for you. Even if there's not a new episode, uh, there's plenty of content coming from the Fat podcast. So thanks for sticking with us. I know we still have the weird two feed thing. I'm working on Apple, uh, working with Apple to get that fixed, but it's Apple. They're a little busy, so uh, hopefully we can get that sorted out soon. But just to be safe, subscribe to both and leave a review on both. That would be very, very helpful.
0: Are you saying you don't have the power to kind of strong arm Apple? (laughs) No,
1: not yet. (laughs) Not yet. I'm working on that.
0: Okay. So you mentioned your daughter before. Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned the interactive stuff, we're doing more on social media this week. First of all, how did Addie's birthday go? And what made you really proud of her as a father and a fat?
1: Oh, well, her birthday was amazing. And I think what's cool about, well, it's not cool. There's nothing cool about what's happening right now with the pandemic, but people are finding ways to celebrate birthdays and trying to make them special for these kids who are going through this. So we had uh, in the morning, Uh, she went out and visited her cousin for a little distant visit. She hasn't seen her in a while. And then when she went to do that, me and my buddy Tony set up a little pool for her in our backyard. So that was her big surprise. She got like one of those Intex steel frame pools that you can break down at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So she loves that. Then at three, we had a little parade for her that she didn't know was coming. And my Uncle John, (laughs) when he came up in the parade, handed her a Crave case of White Castle off the window of his car. Because he knows how much Addie loves White Castle. And uh that was like the hit of the parade, was that someone thought of that, and everybody was very happy with that. <laughs> have, That's awesome. To, yeah, to have that uh that little snack during the day was very, very nice. So um yeah, she got a crave case, she dug into it right away. My dad was like, Oh, I haven't had one of these in a while. I'm like, Dad, your gallbladder is problematic. It's like, Rah! <laughs> they knocked out like four in like five minutes. So I don't know how that went for him. But um, yeah, it was good. And and then the the finale of the birthday was our big group of friends in Homewood. We call ourselves the commune because we're just like everything is, everything is everyone's with our group. And um, they produced a sixteen minute video of like things Eddie likes and her friends saying nice things about her. And then they put it on a big screen in our driveway. Oh wow! Which is really overwhelming. It was incredible and a lot of tears, a lot of laughs. So. It was good. It's a birthday she'll never forget, and I think none of us will ever forget this summer and fall and whatever, however long this goes. But man, the way people are coming together for kids during this is really amazing. Um, But the Crave Case, that stole the show
0: (laughs) for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, like one thing, it made me think of my niece's birthday a few weeks back where one of the managers of the Colonial Cafe in St. Charles, Geneva, like that area, has essentially just been taking out you know the truck that's got the kitchen the big old kitchen sink on the back of it yeah and just been doing kids birthday parades and then handing out coupons at those and just like making himself available as often as possible for those type of situations to you know of course keep colonial cafe in people's minds for when they're actually able to you know go places again but still like having something like that outside of the normal you know people's cars or like uh you know, tow truck, that type of thing, you know, maybe a, a cop car here and there, having something else is just really cool of just how, like you said, everybody's thinking of what's best for kids and not necessarily always needing to have an angle on everything.
1: Yeah, that that's so great. And uh, t- it's funny today we did a parade. There's a three-year-old down the street and, and she, we knew that like, with cars that she probably wouldn't recognize anybody. So we did like a little bike parade. And there were, there were a bunch of people gathered at the corner. They were spaced out, but there were a lot of people on a corner. So someone called the police on it. The cop showed up. He's like, what's going on? They're like, we're having a parade for a three-year-old. He's like, let's go. Turned on the siren, <laughs> led the parade, <laughs> and then everyone went by on their bikes and rode by. So, yeah, people are finding a way. Uh, it's cool to see, like, the community. I, I know we're kind of bombarded by negativity of, like, look at all these people at the beach and look at all these. Most people are doing the right thing. Most mm-hmm. people are wearing masks. Most people are staying home. Most people are distancing. And that's a good thing. We spent some time in the city yesterday. Uh, yesterday was Hope and I's 12th anniversary. So we usually just kind of go to the city, have a nice dinner, and we're like, whatever, what are we going to do? So we actually ordered Big Star right next to Wrigley there, the taco place. Uh, and they have like t- kits to go. So it was, I think, 10 tacos. We got Barbacoa, El Pastor. They gave us all the sides And then a margarita kit. So it's a bottle of tequila and then the margarita mix. We did that, and it was absolutely amazing. They did a great job, by the way. I could not have been more. You pull up on the side there. What's your name? You tell them. They run it out. Boom, you're gone. It was great. The food was great. We brought it home from Wrigley Field to Homewood to eat it, and it was still perfect. So that was a really great day. But before that, we had to kill some time in Wrigleyville because we got there quick so we went to that Graceland Cemetery Mm -hmm. which is where Ernie Banks is buried and Doug Buffon is buried there and um spent some time there and everybody there was because it's kind of like a park it's such a historic place that people were just walking around some people were jogging but everyone was doing a really good job so that's encouraging I would also like to point out that I would love to see what you like you look like riding a bike someone texted me today uh (laughs) My buddy Mark's like, things I never thought I would see. Jay Zawoski riding a bike. I ride a bike a lot, actually. I like to ride my bike. Oh, okay. But I look like a fat guy on a bike.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. It looks about what you'd expect. I didn't learn to ride a bike until I was in sixth grade. Really? Yeah. Well, part of it's because I grew up on a busy street. Yeah. And when I was growing up, our driveway was gravel. Oh, yeah. So, and the driveway definitely slanted down towards the street so okay probably best to not learn
1: (laughs) yeah it's not a great place (laughs) to train
0: yeah and then like my grandma's place it was like a like decent enough busy street to where you didn't really want to be messing around in the middle of the street there so i didn't really have much of a place to do that so yeah yeah people feel free to judge me as you must i've like (laughs) i haven't ridden a bike since college
1: i enjoy it i I really do i don't like really push myself on there Mm -hmm. but it's nice to get out, feel the breeze, listen to some music. Look, at this point, I'll do anything to get out of my house, right? including some form of exercise, riding a bike. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. But I, I do enjoy riding my bike, even in normal times.
0: Okay, so one thing you did, uh, you posted from a podcast account, like, besides mm-hmm. the uh, the picture of the Crave case that Addie got, <laughs> is asking people the fattest gifts they've gotten and yes. we'll we'll definitely give our answers too, but I want to get there people
1: gave some great answers to this. Well, I love that you actually I think it was last week's podcast where you said you had a yeah. Wendy's gift card or something.
0: Yeah, well that was a <laughs> that was that was a sorry that was a sorry you got laid off.
1: Here's something for food. Oh well yeah, it's almost worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, I know, right? Free Wendy's and free Chipotle.
1: Oh, well, did you too. cash that in for a free Qdoba? I wish. Like stand outside Qdoba, like, hey. I always think about that. Like, could you trade in for something you want?
0: Like I mean, if I, I think, ever get a gift card is, to a I place don't, I don't like. Like, I don't dislike Chipotle. I just like Qdoba better. That's the this, other, that's the thing. So I know. Okay, so a couple of these that I thought were great. Uh large man downstate said he got a hundred dollar <laughs> DXL gift card with a hundred dollar gift card to Olive Garden. All right we have it's a lot multiple, of breadsticks we have a a few people that said they got varying varieties in terms of size of uh crispy cream donuts
1: okay let's see had those for eddie's birthday too nice
0: uh john on twitter said he got three boxes of zebra cakes
1: oh i that's, like that. someone posted good. the little debbie's thing too i think we've done that before yeah like I think you have we to have. pick three of those we have done that before and I will stand by my Swiss cake rolls times three. I would probably do Star Crunch times three. But if I had to choose three different
0: things, it'd be probably Star Crunch, Zebra Cake, Swiss cake roll. Get a little bit of variety in there.
1: Yeah. Well, you got to have variety. OK, Rush Schneider, though, I think he's the winner. OK. Uh, and he's like our unofficial producer. Rush yeah. He doesn't actually produce anything, but he always gives us good content. Yeah, he's a content he says, producer. Yeah. I think it was my 17th birthday. My parents gave me a gift card to go with some friends to a Ben and Jerry store to split a Vermonster. Have you seen the Vermonster? I have not. Okay. He also included a link, because he's good that way, mm-hmm. on how Ben and Jerry builds the Vermonster. So you pick your ice cream flavors. You get 20 scoops. 20 okay. So they say stick with four or five flavors. For the best results you add bananas four whole bananas mm-hmm. then you could add cookies and brownies hot fudge caramel or both that's step four four servings of hot fudge or hot caramel if you can't decide go with two of each nuts if you like and then they have a picture of all the toppings sprinkles i see reese's pieces here i see m&ms uh anything you can imagine and it's served in i would say like uh like a big league chew bucket you ever mm-hmm. see those like the like, a, like oh, yeah. a half bucket yeah 20 scoops the Vermonster for rush nighter on his 17th birthday that's awesome and then one that i see from uh, my guy pat markham uh
0: who by the way is a fellow member of the fat lineage of find me office Symphonia, the men's music fraternity of america epsilon row chapter so basically our fraternity at northern Gotcha. And uh, he said, when I was a kid, we get a 26-inch pizza from Salerno's every year. Had to bring it in through the double doors. It was amazing. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's no Salerno's in Juliet anymore. My question is, what did everybody else eat?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Someone said that about the Crave case, too. Okay, so J-A30 sliders. What did Eddie eat? Right. However, I sa- I've said this before. Addie eats. Me and Addy have the same order. She has the same capacity for White Castle as I do. I do not. I can't eat a lot of, I don't know, I don't know why, like I can't stuff myself anymore. I used to be able to eat just immeasurable amounts of food, but my least favorite feeling in the world is being too full. Like, I hate it. I hate the way I feel, especially in hot weather. Cause then you're like, I can't move and I'm hot and I feel awful. So I had, I think throughout the course of the day, let's see the burgers got there at three. I probably had like two or three right away. I probably like eight or nine throughout the course of the day okay and I think Addie had hers in a sitting so I think she had five and then my dad had some a bunch of people at the party had some and then that was it I think there were a couple left at like 10 p.m. and we like yeah it's been seven hours and it's been sitting out so we should probably just toss these but for the most part the 30 the 30 pack of sliders went a really long way see now that's an interesting concept that we went through yesterday
0: is how long can food be left out before you just kind of you know just take the l because (laughs) yes not the train away he
1: means take the loss
0: yes exactly take the (laughs) loss yeah which by the way uh I, i i think it's because i i mentioned it to somebody else yesterday chicago by l the uh jeffrey bear thing that he did on wttw is awesome i didn't see that is it a tv show it's like a three hour um, like he basically goes over history of the city oh, cool. by each L line and then talks that about so un- my unique things at each L stop. And he goes literally every line, every stop. It's so cool. So if anybody is looking for, you know, something else to kill a few hours, that's also pretty awesome. Uh, I don't think it's available like on demand anywhere, but if you go to like the, uh, their website, the WTTW website, you can find the full thing, give it a watch. It's really awesome.
1: I so, just added it to my uh, favorites on my YouTube TV subscriptions. Like that, that is right up my alley. I love that stuff.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's something that's completely out of left field that I can recommend for people. Okay. So the other thing that I, that I love that we had got a lot of interaction with this week because, you know, it's Memorial day today. Strangest items that People have seen brought to a barbecue, or and we we can branch off of this in other ways too, but I kind of want to start there because you know it is that time where we all get excited, at least in a normal setting, of being able to go to barbecues and have what you normally want. But the like odd items that there's always somebody that overthinks it, and (laughs) I love getting the responses of people being like, Well, you know, I don't want to be the third person bringing a variety of chips, so I'll bring this. Or I want to show that I've learned to cook, so I'll make this. And the replies that we got on some of these are pretty great.
1: Yeah, and I think just in general, the philosophy of a barbecue is keep it simple. You know, I think people want things that are portable, so you can walk around, hold it, talk to people. Uh, Not overly healthy. You're going to a barbecue. You've already invested in gorging yourself, most likely. Um, And the other thing for me, and this is this is the, and I know this isn't by definition, a weird thing to bring to a barbecue, but any sort of like egg salad or coleslaw, yeah, that's sitting that, out in the sun. Yeah. Things that
0: need to be cold
1: are just a
0: no-go from Jump Street.
1: Yeah. So a couple of the responses we got, and this was this was the one that stood out to me. This is from Rick O'Shea. I don't know if that's a like ricochet joke, but Rick O'Shea. He says, a giant pan of pork fried rice. And I'm not if that showed up, I would definitely eat it, but it is random. But it's it's like why would you bring that to a barbecue? Yeah, that's really I don't know, odd. that's that's pretty strange. And then and the other one that was weird was the matzo ball soup.
0: Yeah, soup in a, in a hot setting. Like you don't want either extreme temperature wise in terms of like how hot a soup has to be or how cold something like a coleslaw or whatever has to be. You don't want either of those when everything's going to be sitting outside. I couldn't imagine having ever having a craving for soup of any variety while I'm out at like a barbecue.
1: (sighs) Yeah, exactly. The only thing I would say if, if there's like a gumbo or like some kind of a spicy soup, sometimes I can bring myself there but it had to be. It would have to be like a theme of a party. Like if you were having a, like a Cajun barbecue, mm-hmm. or like grilling shrimp, and like that was sort of the the theme of the party, I could get my brain to like. Okay, I can have some gumbo or maybe some jambalaya if it wasn't super thick jambalaya. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, yeah, keep your soup off my barbecue. It just doesn't make sense. And you're right. Anything that needs to maintain a temperature, yeah, to be edible. Like I can go eat a hot dog that sat out for an hour because it's sun warm. Yeah. it's fine <laughs> but yeah any sort of like fruit salad is i guess is the, is the exception because you can yeah, probably true. keep that a little cold if you just like put it on ice a little bit and that that'll work a little bit but then you're eating like flies and the bugs that have gotten in there throughout the whole party
0: oh and by the way i'm offended by the fact that they call it a fruit salad it's just
1: <laughs> it's fruit, fruit variety yes that's all it is don't don't denigrate the fruit by calling it a salad Yes, I I am a big fan of fruit salad. That's my second favorite salad aside from taco. Yeah,
0: that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm with you.
1: Yeah, and if only a fruit salad was in a breaded bowl, it'd be even better. Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I've encountered. I don't think I've ever encountered anything too crazy. There's always the guy that wants to show, they kind of want to flex on their grill skills, so maybe they'll try something like what was it someone was trying to do stuff one year with some short rib and but it was like too much of it to where you know it's not it wasn't quite as easy as like a hot dog or a burger to be you know made, you know keeping an eye on on the grill while still trying to socialize they end up messing up the short rib
1: yeah and the the other thing too is like you're talking about like the, the grill flexors where there's constantly opening and flipping and like putting on a show of cooking it just close the grill and let it cook Right, And this was a big challenge for me because like, I'm, I'm very impatient and I get really stressed out about my my meat being either undercooked or overcooked. So I, I was at a point earlier in my life where I would just constantly check it. And that was the worst thing you could do. Just trust it. Trust the process, as they say, and let it cook. I learned with a burger, but you put it on there, do like four or five minutes when you turn it over, there's like the pool of the juice on top. Time to flip it and you're good to go. So yeah I, I think the the constant flipping and stuff can be annoying at a, at a barbecue but look just the meat the basics Rick what for you-hmm if you're going to a barbecue like what are the things that you hope are there like what, what are you gonna say like okay I'll be content if these items are present need burger
0: and hot dog just as for sure. yeah yep. some some basic meats that you have there. If there's anything more like a brat or an Italian sausage or something like that, that's, that's a bonus. But to me, you need burgers, you need hot dogs, you need multiple varieties of chips for the different types of people out there. You need at least one just basic potato chip. You need, I would say at least two other varieties. Generally one is like a barbecue and one is either like something like a sour cream and onion or cheddar sour cream something like that you know like one of those types of varieties um really it's just a bunch of salty stuff outside of your meat you know whether it's pretzels too that's fine whatever else uh, i'm trying to think if there's that much i mean having some sort of fruit like watermelon when it gets to be this hot is clutch i'm here for watermelon so and, and bonus points if it's seedless watermelon i don't want to have to do much work myself shockingly but that's really for my must-haves and then whatever dessert you got to have some form of cookie because that's what's gonna you know we mentioned the temperature stuff a cookie will stand up just fine so whether it's that or if you have like a close freezer where you could bring out like popsicles or something like that. Yes. That that's probably my basic list along with obviously beer and pop and and whatever else drink wise.
1: That's pretty solid. I, I have I can't argue with that. And for me the the taste of summer is a grilled hot dog. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it doesn't have to be a fancy one. There's one brand though that I really like they're called it's Daisy brand hot dogs. You can get them, like, in your normal grocery store, but, like, in the – they're usually sort of kept, like, in a sausage cooler. Okay. As opposed to, like, where the hot dogs are. Mm-hmm. Those are delicious. They taste good, and they're huge. But for me, like, a ballpark hot dog on the grill is really, really good. It tastes really good. Um, And you're right. Like, a burger doesn't have to be a giant fat pub burger with all this stuff in it. Just give me a nice burger. Again, doesn't have to be overly thick or anything like that. And then the chips – Uh, For a standard barbecue day, Lay's, just basic Lay's chips or ruffles, just as like a salt vehicle. And then have you ever had like the cheesy potato salad where it's diced potatoes, cheese, I I don't know, it's some kind of creamy whatever, and then it's topped with like uh, flaky cereal, like cornflakes? Oh, man, that is so good. My mom makes that, and that's kind of like the, the cheesy side, or mac and cheese works. And here's a little bonus. In a barbecue, you're typically drinking, you know, you're drinking some beer, you're drinking whatever. Check that kid's cooler for a Capri Sun.
0: Oh, definitely. The
1: the Capri Sun will hit the spot mid-party when you're like, I'm drinking so much beer and I'm hot. Mm -hmm. I need something with a different taste, something sweet. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, Capri Sun goes a long way. And I'm finally old enough now where I can can pierce the back with no problems.
0: Oh, see, (laughs) I haven't had Capri Sun in long enough that I'm still worried about that. When I
1: was a kid, like, <laughs> I see you at a party, like shamefully handing it to Colleen. Can you focus drugs? Either my that or I'll get so
0: frustrated I just stab the damn thing and I have like Capri Sun all over my shirt. Yeah. It would be one of those two because, <laughs> as I mentioned before, my small motor skills have always been nothing, even before I was fat and had sausage fingers. So now I just have zero chance.
1: I think the technology it, of the puncture hole has improved. It's, it, it seems easier and there's like a little bit of a, I don't know, they put like something behind it so it stands out more. So it's easier to find and locate. It's more of a membrane now than like having to puncture the okay. actual foil. So it, they made it easier for stupid people like me.
0: Oh, another thing that I had yesterday for the first time since it's been warm out that I sorely missed. Sex? Let's not get crazy here. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, summer Shandy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Summer Shandy is, it's not quite like I'm, my day is not ruined if I go to a barbecue and there's not summer Shandy, but it's definitely enhanced when there is. And I, I went to the liquor store yesterday and got a case of summer Shandy and man, did that hit the spot. It's just, that's my, that's my summer beer. I understand it's very basic, but I don't care. It's really good and it serves its purpose and i was very happy to have a case of those yesterday when i was you know when i was distancing having a party with my
1: friends well it tastes really good and that that matters we've had this discussion before about beer snobbery just drink what tastes good drink what makes you feel good uh i had a morning hard seltzer today i tried the corona hard seltzer okay which is like their answer to white claw Mm -hmm. i kind of like it better Really? I had a black a blackberry lime Corona Hard Seltzer. Delicious. I got the variety pack. So it's lime, mango, the blackberry lime, which was great. And then oh, cherry is the other one. And it was really, really good. It was kind of like more subtle than a white claw with the fruit. Like the fruit wasn't so up front. But it was delicious. And I want to support Corona, because I'm sure they're hurting right now because everyone's like, oh God. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's like a trigger word.
0: Once again, people are dumb.
1: I'm sure they're really hurting Corona. I'm sure oh, yeah. they're they're just bankrupt by now, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I recommend the at least at least the blackberry lime flavor. It's the only one I've tried so far. Delightful.
0: And I forget if I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but since we were all sharing the things we brought to drink, uh, the Cayman Jack Margarita. Mm. Oh, so good! If if it wasn't it, it, like it's not the cheapest thing in the world to get. But, boy, if you can if you can get your hands on that, you'll understand why it costs what it does. It is good stuff. For, like, a canned margarita thing,
1: it is by far the best I've ever had. So it's – okay, I'm looking at it here on Drizzly. If you don't know Drizzly, it's, like, a beer delivery website. Cayman Jack Margarita, 19.2-ounce can, five, seven five-star reviews. That's 19, something.
0: That's a bigger can than I've seen because, like, I've seen, like, the smaller cans –
1: now this says two ninety nine per can. Okay. See, I've seen like the 6 or
0: 12 packs where it's a smaller can, where it's like a uh, probably like 8 to 10 ounce can, and you get either, you know, 6 or 12. But either way, if you can get your hands on those, if nothing else, give them a spin. Because for days like this, it is so refreshing. Like if you want a margarita, that is as close to true margarita taste as you're going
1: to get. Oh, I see it here at Target. There's like a six pack, and they're in almost like... Um, red stripe bottles right yeah. like the little shorty bottles yeah, yeah all right oh this is cuban mojito so they have all different stuff
0: yeah i yeah i haven't had anything else from them but my buddy marty turned me on to those and they are really good yeah i was floored by how
1: authentic the taste was i'm in i will try that is it bubbly or is it or is it just it's, it's not little, it's like it's carbonated a, is it
0: yeah it, i think it's carbonated
1: okay is it i'm in i'll I try do you I'm pour it in. over ice or you just drink out of the can I just
0: drink it out of the can
1: I love Marks. I'm down. I yeah. will try this next time. Thanks for the wreck. Absolutely.
0: Oh, one more shout out that I don't, a person I don't think we ever thought we were going to have to give a shout out to on this podcast who had something happen yesterday that many a fat has encountered.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: now, mind you, this is also a result of just poor planning in terms of clothes choice. But Tom Brady, when he was, you know, they had the golf challenge yesterday where it was. Him and Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods, and and it was Phil, right? Phil Mickelson was the other guy? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yep. So they're out there, and Tom Brady goes to pick pick up the ball out of the hole, and his pants split right up the back.
1: <sighs> so you got to so learn. We should have taught Tom Brady, air quotes, the move, where if mm-hmm. you have to bend over, you put yourself in a lunging position, one leg well in front of the other almost like a warrior pose in yoga if you've ever seen that i've never tried it but i've seen it and that's when you bend over to keep the pants intact come on tom that's a rookie mistake i mean he is somewhat in the lunge position but the thing he didn't do was
0: lift his back foot off the ground
1: oh that's yeah that's a huge problem yeah
0: so if anything you're making it worse or you do the thing <laughs> that some golfers do is the when you're about to you hike up at about mid calf, you hike oh, up your uh, pants a little bit, so see, that way you
1: give yourself more wiggle room. I thought that went without saying, but apparently not. I mean, that's just that's just rookie stuff. But look, we have to we have, we this is a podcast for everyone, not just fat people. So normies are listening. When you start to feel that quarantine fifteen slip in, these are the sort of tips you're going to get from this podcast. That's true. Here we should, th- Rick. We just organic, organically fell into a topic. <laughs> If you're a normie who's putting on weight, and you've had some problems you don't understand how to work through, hit us up. I'm fatpod at gmail.com, and we will answer your questions. If you're becoming a fat, and you were a normie... Welcome. It's hard, Yeah, it's hard for us to think... We've been fat forever, so it's hard for us to think of things, but if you've been having trouble, for, like, say, crossing your legs, well, that's what your pant leg is for, friend. Right. <laughs> we have all kinds of recommendations like that. Yeah, we are full of fat hacks and food. Yes. Oh, Rick, by the way, before we get to your ask a fat questions, I yes. know you are a connoisseur diners, drive-ins and dives. Yes. With Guy Fieri, who is by the way, however you feel about Guy Fieri, props to him. He is doing awesome work for restaurant workers, taking care of them financially. Uh props to Guy Fieri. I was watching just a rando episode because I'm like, all right, I got some time to kill. Like, I don't really want to watch anything, but this looks good. I hate to break it place... to You, they are all rando episodes. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I was on the one where Chuck's was on, but I can't find it on demand. By the way, but have you ever heard of a Texas hot gut?
0: <laughs> I tried to get Colleen to do the Texas hot <laughs> gut, but she wouldn't go for it.
1: <laughs> well, that's a given. So it's it's a it's a variety of hot link. And I saw this guy make it from scratch. So it's uh, black pepper, paprika, garlic powder, sage, cayenne, chipotle peppers, and like uh, crushed red pepper. Ooh. Onion, cloves, and then it's a mix of pork butt and beef chuck. and made into a hot link. Oh, my God. It looked absolutely amazing. And then the same place, and damn it, I wish I could think of the episode so I could recommend it to you, Rick. These guys made... They would smoke a baked potato in the smoker, Mm -hmm. then, you know, open up the baked potato, tons of butter, tons of cheese. They put some like, I don't know if it was, it was probably baked beans or refried beans and then brisket jalapenos cheese oh it looked like the greatest thing ever oh god I, this is a really bad recommendation but it just came to my mind the texas hot gut though since you've talked about hot links yes as like the the telltale sign of if a place is going to be good at barbecue there's nothing i've wanted more so at some point this week i'm gonna have to scratch my hot linkage okay hold and on. i'm talking about an actual hot link <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see <laughs> all right i googled it let's
0: see Food Network, Texas Hot Gut Sa- Sausages. It doesn't say the name of the place, though.
1: It was just a little, yeah, uh man. I'll find it and I'll tweet it. Okay, forget about it. All right, let's get <laughs> to your Ask a Fat questions. Ask a Fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats.
0: All right, Jay, I know you are the keeper of the questions this week.
1: So what is the first one that we've got? All right. The first question I have comes from Andy. He says, hello, Jay and Rick. What is your ultimate breakfast? What restaurant was it? Here's mine. A full order of biscuits and gravy with country potatoes and a side of bacon. Full order of corned beef hash with two eggs over easy and rye toast. Iowa machine shed. I don't know what that is. That must be the name of the place. Hmm. He says, keep up the good work, stay fat, and stay safe. We will do that. Uh, I am very basic when it comes to breakfast. Give me three eggs over easy, hash browns, bacon, and sourdough toast with plenty of butter, and I make the whole thing a sandwich. And that, to me, is perfect. On a very special occasion, I'll do steak and eggs. And when I do steak and eggs for breakfast... I'm pretty much incapacitated the rest of the day <laughs> just because it's like, oh, like having a steak first thing in the morning, Yeah, especially when you don't have it a lot, because no one in my house, well, Hope does not eat beef at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to waste a steak on a, on a 10-year-old. That's just stupid. Yeah. So I very rarely get steak. Um. So having it like first thing in the morning is, that can be rough on your stomach. Um, but now and again, I will go for a steak and eggs. But most of the time, I'd say nine out of the 10 times, I'm going Bacon eggs, toast, hash browns. And then my other favorite breakfast item is, and I'm going to say it wrong, chilaquiles, which is, yes, tortilla chips, eggs. Usually there's some chorizo in there, mm-hmm. cheese, peppers. It's a Mexican dish. And you basically just kind of like mash it all together and it's amazing. That's I never say it correctly, but that's one of my favorite meals too. It's got the green salsa in it typically. Okay. As opposed to the red, absolutely delicious.
0: I'm not, I've mentioned before I'm not the biggest breakfast guy, but boy, if I can get a really well-done biscuits and gravy, I will take the elite level biscuits and gravy over pretty much anything else with some bacon with some hash browns, and then I don't mind if, like, the hash browns mix with that biscuit gravy. hmm Like, get that in there, too. And there's some places where, you know, and breakfast-wise, they'll let you be a little liberal with your substitutions. So if I have, like, an extra side and I can turn that into a pancake, if a place mm. makes a really good pancake. Power move. Yeah, that's about as good as it gets. I'll pay the extra dollar or whatever it is to make that happen because – Really well done biscuits and gravy. A really well done light pancake. That's
1: that's the stuff right there. Have you been to a Waffle House? I think I've asked you this before, but I forgot. I have not. That to me is perfect because it's greasy. It's horrible for you. It's made like go to me. Going to Waffle House is fascinating because it's such a process. Like the way that they- you should look this up, Rick. Everybody should. It's really cool. The way they know what to cook is how things are placed on the plate. Mm-hmm. So that's how the chef, like the people who are actually doing the cooking see like, okay, there's an egg here and a napkin here or whatever. That means I have to make the plate this way. It's really fascinating, but it's super efficient. And I think like, I- I've heard it's like a good place for people with, that are like, um, maybe like on a spectrum okay. to work because it is such Just like a, structured. it's very structured. There's a process to it. And, Watching people cook at the Waffle House is amazing. I could never do it. I would fall apart. I'd be like, ah, I, I can't anymore and just like fall down and die. But it's incredible. And, of course, the waffles are amazing. But like the food is great and the experience of Waffle House is great. And you're always going to see something you didn't think you were going to see. So like wh- a shirtless guy or yeah. <laughs> somebody in just overalls or somebody with a machine gun. It's food something. Florida. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Waffle House, <That's>, man. It's <laughs> a great way to put it. Yes, it is food Florida. So yes.
0: I've, when uh, I was on my honeymoon, I, was, I don't think it was every morning, but like at least a majority of the mornings, walking distance from our hotel in Myrtle Beach, we went to a Shoney's. Oh, yeah. And I, and like, I didn't really know the wonder of Shoney's, but Colleen knew the, the wonder of their breakfast buffet. So... We took full advantage of that. And that was really good. But yeah, like I've I'm, I'm just don't prioritize breakfast enough to, you know, put my, the little bit of hard-earned money I actually have on getting like a higher quality breakfast. I would rather save that for lunch or dinner, but hmm, that's an, okay.
1: Okay. Here, I, I just found this real quick for Waffle House. This is like how the, the cooks know what to use. So they'll put the plates are oval shaped. Mm-hmm. So they'll put the plate down in front of the cook and it'll be like for instance they have a packet of mustard face up means pork chop face down is country ham uh mayo face up is quarter face down is chicken a uh, butter packet is t-bone a face down butter packet is a porterhouse ketchup oh. face up is stir loin. face down is chopped steak and then for an omelet if it's strawberry jelly at the top of the plate that means it's ham if it's on the right of the plate it's sausage if it's on the left it's plain like it's cool That's it's like cool. this whole coding system and they just put the plates down and put these little you know packets of ketchup in the jelly or whatever and they know exactly what to make every order it's really really cool you got to look it up it's fascinating
0: oh i thought of one breakfast place that i actually saw recently on triple d it was like part of the how he's doing stuff from home where like the restaurants send him things to cook and whatever yes Yeah, it's this it's called Funkin Waffles and it's in Syracuse and they they'll make anything into a waffle. Like the thing that they sent them was actually (laughs) like they they took just a heap of spaghetti and slapped it in a waffle maker. Mm. Mm. And it has the crust of a waffle, but then when you get into it, it's spaghetti hmm i think i'm here for that but like they have other varieties that i'm like i definitely want i would definitely want to try
1: all right i gotta find that episode out here on the menu chocolate city hmm. and it's loading that it was just a small okay everyday people that's a basic i see buttermilk with strawberries buttermilk with chocolate chips buckwheat with blueberries bananas and strawberries the james brownie <laughs> which is a brownie waffle two scoops of ice cream Yep. That's okay. Well done. I'm down on this. Yeah. I'm down on this. The uh, So you said they'll they'll uh, make anything waffle. When I was in college, there was a bar called Crow's Nest by Lewis, and they had like a food fryer. I may have told this story before, but we would just bring in stuff to fry because all they would do is like dump it in the top, and it would be like it's like Willy Wonka machine. Like bar, bar, steam comes out, <laughs> and then your fried item comes out the other end it was like twinkies and or like before that was commonplace sure we just fry this up ah, and it was like it was a part of the fun of going to crow's nest so they'd make mozzarella sticks and then 2 seconds later fry up a cookie or fry up a twinkie or whatever it was good good times everything is good fried nice All right, i got a question here from Jake he says would you ever drink a melted milkshake would you drink it if it wasn't yours yes yes it's a milkshake yes, of course we're fat yes i mean do we need to say anymore?
0: Right. What? What's the I did that I, yesterday. I mean, sure. It's it's not as ideal if it's a melted milkshake. But then you know what it is. Milk. Yes. <laughs> Milk remains good as far as oh. I know.
1: I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, we cleaned out our basement freezer yesterday. We have like a what do you call it? Like a uh, chest freezer. Yeah. And hope found a pint of Ben and Jerry's that expired in 2018. she's like you can eat it because it was frozen and i go well ice cream's always frozen so why would there be an expiration date on it right but it's unopened it's never been opened i wouldn't you're gonna pass i think i would pass i'm very curious it's like just sitting there now in our main freezer taunting me it's like the bob marley one love ben and jerry's which i don't think you can find anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like banana ice cream and it just looks amazing and it's very difficult for me to pass up on this. Can you sell it My, as a
0: collectible now?
1: Yeah, I think so. I'll put it on a garage sale. Right. <laughs> Here, it's a collector's item. Yeah, it's banana ice cream with caramel and graham cracker swirls and fudge peace signs. Okay. Yes, please. Give it to me. All right. Last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, we asked about pregnancy cravings. Because a- as of yet, Rick or I have not been pregnant. And we think the concept I'm of... Still hoping. of you- you're holding out. I think you'll find a way. Um, The concept of these are fascinating. So Garrett emails us, Garrett Anderson, former Oakland uh, or L.A. Angel. Mm -hmm. He says, my wife and I had three children from September 2015 to April 2019, and she had very different cravings with each pregnancy. Her first was loaded baked potatoes. If a restaurant offered them, maybe I am pregnant, she ordered them. (laughs) She would often have a baked potato on her lunch break.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: She also couldn't get enough Lucky Charms. That was for a girl. Uh, Her second pregnancy was Pizza Hut breadsticks. Those are good. Yes, they are good. That was for a girl. And then the third one, anything sweet with lots of peanut butter and chocolate, but also pickles were a hot commodity. Bread and butter specifically as well. And that was for a boy. So I thought that was interesting. Hmm. I told you my friend Jenny, who has the seven children, um, every insane. one of them for her, it was horchata. That's all she wanted was horchata. That She craved it night and day. And then our friend Kelly writes us and she says, I'm a little bit nervous revealing this to my two favorite fats. But when Rick asked the listeners to respond, I'm here for him. She said, all three pregnancies, I could not get enough cottage cheese and grapefruit. Please don't shame me
0: well um first of all congrats on the sex uh <laughs> is that is that like for the pregnancy stories our thank you for your service is congrats on the sex
1: yes of course okay
0: yeah i, I appreciate you you know giving us the contribution well grapefruit.
1: grapefruit's terrible yeah i'm just i hate I, it
0: i never choose grape i very rarely choose grapefruit it i don't Sounds I don't like it should be good like it but it's just not my favorite
1: and we got one more pregnancy one here from Jason from Fargo, North Dakota. He says, with our oldest, my wife had a fake cheese craving for a solid month. I'm talking mac and cheese, Velveeta, easy cheese, all of it. With our youngest son, or with our youngest, she craved beer the entire pregnancy. Every time I opened a beer, I would hear, can I just smell that? <laughs> oh, wow. it didn't take long for her to find her favorite non-alcoholic beer. To this day, mac and cheese is the oldest son's favorite food, and every time I open a beer, the youngest asks to smell it. That is cool.
0: Wow, that is That is really cool. Also makes it, boy, it's something as someone who is just not a dad yet, and especially, I couldn't even imagine, obviously, for, for any mom out there, of just how much of an impact even that has on your kid. That is
1: crazy. I never knew. That's interesting. Hmm, I'm trying to think, like, I don't recall Hope having any, like... Did she eat a crap Uber's ton sp- of sliders? Absolutely. Hope, if Hope had a gun to her head and I said, take a bite of this White Castle burger, she'd say, pull the trigger. <laughs> she, It's like a non-starter. First of all, she won't eat beef. And I'm like, if you had to eat beef, like, what would you try? Yeah, And I try to recommend her, like, the most... Like, what's the most inoffensive... T- I would say, like hamb- like, a grilled burger mm-hmm. is the most passive tasting beef i would say so like it's it's pretty bland i would recommend like like really lean ground beef be the first thing you try yeah but a white castle slider that's a big punch to someone who's never had it before and we probably discussed this too i often wonder if white castle if you'd never had it growing up and tried it as an adult you wouldn't be like that's disgusting i never want that again
0: yeah i think i wonder i i I think that's i think that's likely
1: yeah it's like it's a nostalgia thing yeah i'm telling you i'm good for white castle once a quarter that's yeah (laughs) that sounds
0: about right and i have one uh down at like the end of my street maybe a mile down there is it's like culver's then a bank then white castle and i go to culver's like 10 times for every time i'll even consider going to white
1: castle yeah and what is it about white castle that can stay with you so, like, Addie's birthday was Friday. I had burgers, like, in the afternoon. And then I had a normal dinner. And I had, like, a little snack before bed. And I'm laying in bed, like, uh, Like, Ugh, Every burp was White Castle. Like, why? Yeah. Like, why is this the dominant thing in my body right now? And it's
0: not like it's something off the grill, because I don't get the same
1: experience with, like,
0: the the chicken rings.
1: It's got to be the onions. It's the onions. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah all right pete writes fellow fats my wife a normie congrats yeah. and i had a discussion on the best way to eat cake and ice cream she contends the fork is the best way while they say a spoon is best we're at an impasse please advise i'll let you take this one first rick
0: well now is this when it's a combo in the same th- or is this just like for cake combo? i think ice
1: he's cream. saying like if you're having a party. You have a slice of birthday cake with a with ice cream on the side. What do you use, a fork or a spoon?
0: Oh, okay. In that instance, I'll use a fork because... same. Yeah, because like, I think, obviously, if it's two separate, then that's easy, and you use one for one, one for the other. But I yeah, I think it's easier to be effective with the ice cream, with the fork, than the cake and a spoon. I just think that's a whole lot easier, so... Give me that and maybe I have an extra bite or two of cake or of ice cream, excuse me, because, you know, you've got the little like ridges in there
1: and whatever. So but that's yeah, I I would I would definitely use the fork. I agree with that. Uh, Same. If you are talking about an ice cream cake, that's definitely a fork. Oh, Oh, I will also I'll put up a fight, too, for eating ice cream with a fork anyway, because you get more taste that way. With a spoon, you're tasting the bottom of the spoon a little bit. If your ice cream is frozen enough, you should be able to eat that with a fork too. I never do, but in a jam, like back in the day when I was like the laziest human being on earth and I had no clean spoons, I would eat ice cream with a fork. I'm like, you know, I should do this every time, and I never do. But logically, it makes sense. I mean, I know if it melts, it becomes a problem, but if you're eating nice frozen ice cream, Mm -hmm. a fork does the job.
0: I could, although even when... We may not have any clean spoons. I still find myself just finding a spoon and cleaning only that one spoon and not cleaning anything else. Yeah, as opposed to yep. going for the fork, even though I should have a thought process that the fork works just fine. However, yeah. I'm dumb.
1: Uh, by the way, I'm getting shamed on Twitter for having a thirty-six inch a thirty-six inch waist.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I kind of get it. I I think I have no six... butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the boy that should make me feel worse because my pants are currently a 44 and i have no butt or wait you said
1: 34 44 44 okay okay believe me yeah i, I don't know i i, I, I don't imagine.
0: know when's the last time
1: i had a 34 waist preschool probably not <laughs> far off <laughs> oh my god yeah i don't think a 36 is that that's a big guy waist size i think it's it's
0: it's on the edge. I if I was asked in a default situation, I would probably say starting 38 and up, but considering you have no ass, I think that puts that that puts you just above the line. Like you're hitting you're hitting 201. You're right above the Mendoza line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have for uh for podcast questions for this week. All right. Um and now that I've been shamed, I will try to get back to a 38. Fine. Thank I will you. bear that burden for the podcast only. Well, I mean, hey, we all have <laughs> sacrifices
0: to make and, you know, I'm just thankful that you're willing to do your part.
1: Yes. All right. Yes, I'm happy to do that for our listeners.
0: So this was fun. Boy, this was, it's a little different. You know, we kind of broke, a uh, broke the normal trend for us a little bit, which was actually kind of nice. Cause this just, this just flowed. And thank you to everybody out there for your interaction on the stuff we put out there at i'm fat pod facebook.com slash i'm fat pod and for sending in your emails to i'm fat pod at gmail.com once again remember to subscribe rate and review the podcast we appreciate that and once we get everything squared away with apple once you know jay kind of brings the muscle and you know because he has more (laughs) of that because he has a 36 inch waist as opposed to mine that's all covered by fat (laughs) <laughs> once, once once, Jay brings that muscle out to Apple and you know they get their stuff straight, we'll let you know, and we'll let you know if there's anything, uh, anything different you have to do to, to do us the solid and help us move up the rankings so that more fats become aware of the podcast, more normies can learn from the podcast, especially in these sweltering gold bond and multiple shower times that we're in right now. So they're uncertain, except for the fact that I will be taking another shower when we're done here today. And I'll probably be using Gold Bond tomorrow morning. All right. (laughs) Same. All right. That's Jay. I'm Rick. And this is the I'm Fat
1: Podcast. All right.
0: I think we got a lot accomplished here today.
1: These days, we're all getting more screen time, which means we're also getting more blue light exposure than ever before. Too much blue light can make your eyes feel tired, dry, or blurry. It can also affect your sleep. Zenni's Blox lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.